Hey everybody, welcome back to the Liberated Latina podcast. Hey, are you feeling burnt out in your corporate job right now? If you do, I feel you, I was there. The struggle is so, so, so real. And today I actually want to openly discuss the unspoken truth about corporate burnout and what I found it really means to cope with it and recover from it more importantly. But before we get started, I wanted to shout out Cassandra996 for your five-star review. It's titled Love, and it says, I love Liberated Latina. Daisy's positive spirit is so inspiring, and she's just a joy to listen to. Five stars. Cassandra, thank you so much for your review. It means the world to me to see all of your reactions to this podcast and to see your support. And hey, speaking of which, if you haven't left a review yet on iTunes, please do so. You can pause this right now. I'll be right here waiting for you when you get back. Head over to iTunes and leave a written review. It honestly means the world to me and it helps out the show so much. All right, I'm going to go grab my cafecito and let's go ahead and dive into the episode. Welcome to the Liberated Latina podcast, where we talk all things mindset, personal growth, spirituality, and business to live our most fulfilled and liberated lifestyles. I'm your host, Daisy Lopez, a former burnt-out financial services consultant turned mindset and business coach. I believe that we have a greater calling in life than just clocking in and out of a job and living for the weekends. So if you're ready, grab your cafecito because your liberation starts right now. All right, friends, I chugged an iced coffee (laughs) and I'm ready to go. So let's dive into today's topic, which is all about corporate burnout. I love talking about this fun fact when I first set out to become a coach. I wanted to specifically be like a burnout recovery coach and help people through burnout. I just love this topic and I feel like there's not enough honest conversation out there about what burnout actually is, what it feels like, and most importantly, how to recover from it. And I just feel like there's so much missing from the conversation. So I'm really happy that you're here and I'm happy to be here. You know, I really remember being back in my corporate job and constantly Googling burnout, corporate burnout. How do I know if I'm burnt out? How do I cope with burnout? How do I recover from burnout? Like I was always Googling this and honestly, I was a little let down because I felt like a lot of what I read was pretty cliche and I just felt like I couldn't really apply it because my job was so different. It wasn't your typical desk job where I could easily, you know, say, hey, you know, at most I'm going to work till 6, 7 p.m. and then I'm out. I was just really disappointed with the type of information that's out there as far as what is really required and what is really involved in dealing with burnout. So today I wanted to talk about three specific cliches that I feel like are out there as far as burnout and offer my take on it in case you're finding yourself in this similar situation where you're googling and you're trying to research and you're trying to get yourself back to who you used to be back to baseline honestly back to happiness and you feel like you're not quite getting there so the first cliche that i constantly saw was around setting firm boundaries yes boundaries are very important i totally understand the significance of having really clear boundaries and not only setting clear boundaries but enforcing them and that's a whole other podcast episode but specifically for those of you who maybe like me are in a corporate job that is not your typical 
you know, nine to five desk job. Maybe you're client facing like I was. Maybe you travel a lot like I did. Maybe, you know, the hours are just so up in the air and it's project based. And at the end of the day, if there's a project and there's a deadline, you have to meet the deadline no matter what. And so many things can go wrong as far as the project that just leaves you open to having to work those long hours and it's just the culture of your work. So for those of you that are dealing with this, I totally get it. I struggled with this too and I remember feeling so just like I felt so defeated because I was like, listen, I can't set boundaries. I really can't, you know, and everyone around me was like, well, just tell them that you can't work until 11 o'clock at night tell them that you can't travel as much but it just wasn't possible for me because that was the work and you know even if I did try to enforce it to an extent you know I did obviously need to express my needs and let them know hey you know I need to take some time away or I can't work that late tonight for whatever reason but it felt like the more that you did that the more that you kind of got the look of she's not being a team player she's not you know, she's not a good employee, she's not a good team member, she's not committed. And in effect, that sometimes leads us to like corporate blacklisting. (laughs) And you may feel like that too. You're like, if I if I say that it's not going to be respected, because it's not the nature of the job. And honestly, it's not going to be to my benefit, because I'm going to have to suffer some sort of consequences. So if you are finding yourself in this predicament as well, as far as setting boundaries at work, I'd like to offer you a different perspective. So for me, I found that what really helped was not so much setting those work boundaries. It just wasn't possible for me to set hour limits or travel limits because it just, it was hard to predict. We were client facing everything. Every project was different. So I couldn't really enforce those strict type of boundaries. What I could do was control how I reacted to work and I just in effect created emotional boundaries for myself because what I was finding was that I was relying too much on the job and on other people's feedback and on other people's perception of me to define my worth and to define my value as an employee and therefore as a human being and that is just not the case And if you're in a job like I was, whether it's like consulting or you're client facing and it's fast paced and you're working all the time, it's so easy to lose yourself in that job and to make that job your life. So I think it's really important to, in these situations, set those emotional boundaries for yourself where you say, okay, I was born into this life without this job and most likely we're going to leave this earth without that job. (laughs) You know, if you're feeling like this, you're likely looking for your next step out of this job. So you know what? At the end of the day, most of the people that are in your job, even if they act like they give many shits about the job, if they won the lottery tomorrow, they would likely chuck up the deuces and leave. So it's really important that we realize that no matter what, you could royally screw up a project. You can make a huge mistake, somebody can give you bad feedback, whatever it is, it doesn't matter and it doesn't define your worth as a human being. And that's where it has to end. This is a job that you are doing and it is serving you. It is providing for your life right now. And it's a means to an end. That is it. It does not define your worth. It does not define your value. It does not define 
how you feel about yourself. And this was really important for me to just pause and notice where I was letting this job tell me how valuable I was or how important I was, how capable I was. And in effect, that led me down these rabbit holes of needing to people please and be everything to everyone and say yes all the time. And if something went wrong, then it was my fault. No, 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 no. It's so much easier when we hold back the emotions a little bit. And that in turn gives us a little bit more energy and freedom to just do the job, whatever the situation is. If I have to work till 11 o'clock, fine, I'll do it. And tomorrow, I'm going to be sure that I set the boundary of like, listen, whatever it is, it is. <laughs> and that's it. Just It's a job and it needs to get done. And whether it goes right or goes wrong has nothing to do with my worth as a human being or as an employee. All right, the next cliche that I would see in my burnout research <laughs> is this idea of, of integrating breaks or days off here and there, kind of like mental health days. Again, not to say that these aren't important, they definitely are. And I definitely did take days off here and there to try to recenter myself and honestly just catch my breath from all the traveling and all the work and all of that. But after a while, I would take a week off. And in December of 2019, when I hit my low, if you listen to my story, you know a little bit about what happened to me. And I was away from work for two weeks <laughs> and I was traveling so, and I did not take my laptop. So I was away from work for a while and I still was so preoccupied with anxiety and, and just feeling like I was still dreading. Like I was on vacation, but I was still counting down the days until I had to go back to work. And I knew that I had to break that cycle somehow. But even then I would take time off of work, whether it was a week, two weeks. And as soon as I woke up that morning to go back to work and I would open my laptop, it was like I never left. The fatigue was back. The anxiety was back. I was not refreshed at all. And it was back to where I started. So if you're in this situation where you're taking some time off here and there where you can, and especially during the pandemic, maybe you took a couple days off to just relax and be at home but not have to worry about working, and you log back on and you're like, oh my lord, I am just as tired as when I left. It's like I never left. I totally get that. And this is where I really learned this principle. And I've said it once in my um, in one of my Instagram lives. And I'll say it again. This is where we really see that burnout is not that you're doing too much. It's not that you're working too much. Burnout is that you're not doing enough of the right work. You're not doing enough of the right things. And when I say right things, I mean the things that you care about. You're not doing enough of the hell yes type of work. The work where you're so lit up about it and you're excited about it and you're passionate about it. You're not doing enough of things that are truly a yes for you. And that as we are experiencing or as you are experiencing and I heavily experienced, takes a toll. When you're constantly operating in a state of I should. I should be doing this. I should do that. I should do this now. Okay, now I'm going to do this job and I hate this job, but it pays for my bills. So, oh my God. When you're constantly in that type of I should be doing this energy or I need to do this energy, that's not fun. That is not fun. And as much as we want to be serious business people and as much as we want to be successful, that doesn't mean that we weren't created to not have fun in this life. 
So instead, I would challenge you to think of what type of actions would be a hell yes for you. What type of work would just be a joy for you to do? Maybe it's investing in, a, in some type of course or certification. Like for me, I was already seriously overbooked <laughs> with time. I was very busy. I was working a ton. I was traveling. I was working weekends even. But I think it was June or July of 2018 maybe. I think it was 2018. And I took a week off of work. And I was like, I need to find something that brings me joy. Because I don't remember the last time that I felt genuinely happy to do something. Like, I honestly didn't. And maybe you're you're in the same situation right now. You're like, I don't remember the last time that I was very excited to do something. Like, I was happy to do something. And that's a problem. You deserve to, to, to have some joy in your life. To have some fun in your life. To do something because te da la gana. Because you want to. Because you wa- you feel called to do it. Right? And for me... You know, I started looking out. I actually was looking for a Latina mentor or coach and I I really couldn't find one, hence why I'm doing this work right now. But anyway, I found a course, a certification course, and it was to become a health coach. Obviously, I'm not a health coach right now, but it honestly was such a relief and it was an outlet for me to have something that I was doing for me. I wasn't doing it for a client. I wasn't doing it for somebody, you know, for a friend, for a family member, for anybody else. I was doing it 100% because I wanted to. And yeah, you know, I was tired. Yeah, it was hard to commit to doing a course, a year-long course when I was already so overbooked. But it's so important to have those things that you do just because it's a yes for you, because you want to, because it, it allows you to channel your passions And if you're sitting there saying that you're stuck and you don't know how to get out of this job or you don't know what to do next, start allowing yourself to to open up some time and some energy and some intention to do some of these yes actions for you. And it doesn't matter. We're so hard on ourselves. We think that we have to do even things that we want to do that is a yes for us. We think that we have to hit the nail on the head and it has to be the exact perfect thing. And it has to set set us up for like a lifelong career as that specific thing or we have to get every single penny out of this investment. Look, I'm not a health coach right now and that's fine. I still think that was the best investment that I could have made at that point because it still gave me the foundational pieces of starting a coaching business. And on top of that, it gave me a network of people that I still talk to to this day. I do. I, t- I still talk to them. We still support each other. And it, it just gave me so much insight and, and resources. And honestly, those other team members that I met through IIN, through that coaching certification, some of them have pivoted away from health coaching. And that's totally fine. It's part of the process. But allow yourself to be a human being and not always a human doing. Allow yourself to play and explore and lean into what you like. Because really, clarity is not going to come from overthinking and continuing to try to logic your way into your next step. If you're in your corporate job right now and you're burnt out and you're trying to put together the next piece, that next piece is going to come from joy. And you want it to come from joy. You don't want it to come from doing more of what you should do because that's not going to that's not going to help you cope from burnout. So that was number two, integrating more of those yes, hell yes type of activities integrating more of that joy so that we can start to even up the balance between what you're doing out of should and what you're doing out of want. And the last 
really cliche thing and i talk about this often are these tips about like self-care and the self-care that we see all the time is the bubble baths and the face masks and the glasses of wine and the chocolate which listen those are all amazing everybody knows that i love me a glass of wine i don't always take bubble baths but i'm not against them you know self-care in that way is very important but that's not all that self-care is and we really do ourselves a disservice by not talking about the harder part of (laughs) self-care we do ourselves a disservice by not sharing the part of self-care that is confronting and that is scary and the self-care that actually creates long-term peace and long-term fulfillment and long-term happiness and that self-care is you showing up for your life and you making the decision that your happiness and your fulfillment is more important than any job than any boss than any judgment that anybody could have right that's the self-care that i'm talking about and of course you know it doesn't fit into our instagram aesthetic it's so much nicer to you know do hashtag self-care with a face mask and a glass of wine and a bubble bath and a robe like yes that is definitely sexier and that is definitely prettier and more aesthetic and hashtag on brand but that's not where the conversation ends and I am here to tell you that true self-care is so much more than that and you deserve so much more than the Pinterest grade self-care right like your life is worth more than a bar of chocolate here and there your life deserves you to give yourself the chance to find what actually lights you up to create a life where you're not always burnt out, where you're not always like exhausted and fatigued and just like so cynical about life and hating your coworkers and hating your job and with barely enough energy to show up for yourself and for other people. You don't deserve that. And you weren't sent here for that. You honestly weren't. There is so much more to life. And if this year has taught us anything, it's that there are things that truly matter and things that don't. And the things that don't matter can be taken away real fast. And the things that do matter, we're left with at the end of the day. We have to go to bed with that. So if you've been going to bed wondering, okay, I'm doing, I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm trying to give myself little breaks here and there. You know, I did my my self-care in the morning with my moisturizer and I do my bubble baths at night and I, there's, oh, there's still something there. Yeah, because real self-care is confronting. It's when you sit and you really dig deep and face the emotions that come up and you face the fear and you say, okay, what does my best life actually look like? What do I actually want my life to be? How do I want to actually live out my life? Because it sure as hell isn't the fatigued version of yourself, right? That is the self-care that nobody talks about. And that is why... (laughs) That is why I'm so passionate about talking about this. And that is why I'm so passionate about the podcast and things like this where we can be real with each other and I can be here and I can support you because I was seriously shocked that there was so much to recovering from burnout that wasn't talked about. There was so much emotional processing. There was so so many times where I was just stuck in the cycle of fear and I've almost recreated the same situation again 
And actually, in the next episode, I'm going to talk to you about the three things that you should consider if you're thinking about undergoing this process of ending the burnout by integrating a really big life change. And maybe it isn't a really big life change, but maybe you're like, okay, I want to start searching for my next option. I want to start looking at what I can do after this job. I want to look at how I can change my life so that I'm not always burnt out. That's a life change. So in the next episode, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this process and, and what can come up and how you can redefine your relationship with these emotions so you can process it and you can make a really empowered, informed decision about what to go for next so that you don't keep recreating the cycle and you don't find yourself in burnout again in two years. If you find yourself in that cycle of every two years I'm in a job and then I'm burnt out again and then I'm in the same situation, the next episode is going to be mind-blowing for you. That is what I got for you today. <laughs> oh, I'm like out of breath. I get so like passionate about these topics. <sighs> okay, I hope this was helpful for you. If you need more support, if you love these podcasts, if you want to put yourself in a container with other women who are like-minded, who are done with playing small, who are done with living the status quo life, who are also on their liberation journey, join my private Facebook group because that allows us to share in, you know, weekly live sessions. I call them my Wine Wednesday sessions. <laughs> my Wine Wednesday sessions. It allows us to come and connect on a live video. It's basically free coaching. I come and I teach on a topic. And if you're live, you can ask me any questions, maybe get free coaching. And it's just a really positive but real container for us women to get together and to support each other on our liberation journey. So I will include the link in the show notes, which is over on my website. Go ahead and join. Or you can just get out your Facebook app right now. Search Liberated Latinas with an S at the end and it should come right up. All right. Thank you so much for joining me again here at the Liberated Latina podcast. It is always such a joy to have you and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Hey amiga, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to feature your review live on the air on the next episode. Yes! All you gotta do is head on over to iTunes, drop a review, and let me know what you're most enjoying about the podcast. También be sure to subscribe to get first word when a fresh episode drops. Your support means so much to me and I can't wait to share more with you on the next episode. See you then.